I spoke to an amazing woman today called Ensha. Um, she is a spiritual teacher, visionary, and channel. And um, I used to actually go to meditation groups with her every week in Brisbane, which really, truly helped me through a difficult time in my life. In this interview, we talk about um, humanity at the moment going through this coronavirus situation. Um, we talk about energy and mindset and the best way to approach this crazy time. Okay. I've, I've pressed the button. So it's happening. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Sandy. Um, Thank you so much. So my first question, Ansha, for you is if you could just share a little bit of your own journey towards understanding energy in your life. Towards understanding energy in my life, energy and how it works. Mm, mm. Look, I... Through my life, I would have probably always been intuitive before, you know, we could put a word to that, mm -hmm. you know, so as a child. So I've always been that way and I guess my experience is that it, it gave me the capacity um, to understand people and how they work, okay? So I could easily, you know, just be able to notice what was truly happening and I think the skill is not that. The skill is actually to be able to trust what we're feeling, getting and knowing. Mm. And so, you know, even though I was, even as a young child, I was able to do that at the age of nine. I had an NDE, so a near-death experience, mm. which does change your energetics and, your, and just basically how you feel, okay? Mm. So I've always been able to do that, but I think for myself, and I'd say for a lot of other people, the skill is to be able to trust what you're feeling, getting and knowing and to be able to then make your decisions based upon that, okay? Mm. And look, it's easy to say, look, you know, just follow, follow your intuition or follow your feelings. What actually helps you be able to do that in a, um, in a way that you know, you're getting clear direction, okay, is that we need to get rid of our belief systems and particularly our limiting belief systems because in some ways they are the things that clog up that, um, that clarity so yeah. we can actually truly follow the intuition and make our decisions based upon it, okay, which is I think what a lot of people want to do, okay. Yeah. We want to be able to do that. We come in innately knowing that that's something that we have, a skill we can access. But because of belief structures, we sometimes are not clear about which things to follow, which things feel strong, which are me, which are external influences. So I would say from, in my journey, it's actually been like, I'd say many people, it's practice in a way. You know, we're all practicing those innate skills we have and 
you know, when it comes to intuition or gut instinct, whatever you'd like to call that, you know, play with it. Mm. So maybe just for 24 hours, just say, look, okay, well, this is a bit new to me or un- unfamiliar to me. How about you just play with it? For 24 hours, you just follow that feeling of what feels right for you and what feels strong for you and what feels light for you. Mm. And just see in 24 hours where it would take you. And that's kind of what I used to do. I'm like, oh, I'll just play with this. Okay. And I wonder if I just do that for a period of time. I put a time frame on it to just give me some context. Mm. I wonder where I'd end up. Mm. And... It's easy to, I think most people find it easier to work out what doesn't feel okay. Hmm. In other words, what feels lucky for them, okay, yeah. or not okay, or makes them feel a bit wobbly or, or a bit funny in the tummy. So if you can work out what that is, do the opposite. <laughs> Okay, because, you know, it's like humanity to a degree because the belief systems are wired in a certain way that they seem to more easily pick up on what doesn't feel okay. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that's the only way to do it. It just seems that there is a tendency to be able to do that more easily. Yes. So if it, if it, if it doesn't feel horrible, it's, it, even if it just feels fine, it's probably good or strong. Yeah, interesting. And the difference... Yeah, the difference is because, yeah, can you pick up on what feels awesome and, and, and strong and on track? The, the clearer you become, the easier that is. Mm. But if you can even pick, on what, on, pick up on what doesn't feel okay, do the other thing. Yeah. That's so that, and I guess for me, that's what I call, I, just would, I would just play with it. Mm. And I made a bit of an experiment. I love that. And I, I practice that as in an experiment, like not getting too, don't even being super serious about it. And also, I guess that takes the judgment out. Mm, very true. Yeah. So I guess across my whole life journey, that's pretty well what I've done. Okay. How, and the, the basic saying is, how will I feel if I do make certain choice, mm-hmm. go a certain direction. How will I feel if I don't? That's a nice simple tool to ask yourself. It is. And the clearer you are, the clearer that response will be. It might be subtle, but it will still be there. Do you do you like journal or do you just sort of meditate and reflect like when you're sort of Well I, I, I think what I do I sometimes journal because I think writing is a good way of um being aware of what we feel on the inside. Okay, but when I do that, I will tend to ask questions. So, I mean, and everyone's going to do that a little differently, but I might do simple things like on a physical level. So we all know what the physical parts of our lives are. It's, you know, our, our health, our well-being, our jobs, how we spend our time, our money and resources, whatever you consider to be physical. Mm. When when I'm journaling, I might say something like, well, okay, on a physical level, what do I need to know? Mm. Okay, if you want to do it on other levels and do that. Because I think when we do that, it helps us to get out of our own way. Mm. 
and I'm sure we've all had experiences where we've been in our own way. Mm. I think anyway, I think most people can put their hands up to that. Okay, <laughs> everyone's just like, oh, I know what that feels like. Yeah. Excellent, but you realise you'll also be able to tell when you're not doing it as well. Does that that for me relates to like our limiting beliefs? Um, that's how we get in our own way. Would we do agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we when when we have a, a feeling or an intuition or a knowing that comes, however it comes to you, in it's pure in its essence. It's an insight. It's an epiphany. It's an awareness. It's like people go, "Oh, I just had a light bulb moment." Mm. So we have those. But what can happen is that my head gets in the way. But um, when that comes in, like it needs to flow out in some way. So it's you know it comes to you. Then you, but what I mean by flowing out is you then do something with that. You put that into practice. You mm-hmm. share that information with someone. You create whatever that is. So you you take the full circle and put it into practice. So. But what often can happen or has the potential to happen is that when that insight or that light or that awareness comes, then your doubts get in there, mm. your doubts and your insecurities, and then and which are belief systems. So they start distorting it. Yes. And then what comes out, it's not that it's not pure, but it's, it's, it's not clear. It's polluted. It is. It's, it's affected by the static, and the static is like the beliefs. And you know, they can be yours personally, or they just can be the ones of those around you. But it's and so one of the most important things, as always, is to become as energetically clear as we can. However, people decide to go about doing that, because then whatever comes in is just what comes out. That's beautiful. And it give, and it gives you more confidence to be able to trust what you're feeling, getting and knowing and action it. Yes. A lot of the time, though, I feel like our limiting beliefs are invisible to us. They're like unconscious. Well, a lot of the times they are unconscious, but you can pretty well... It's very easy to see what someone's limiting beliefs might be or some of them because of how their their life is working, okay? Mm. So it's not so much that you even have to kind of work out what they are, okay? You don't need to know what they are. You just need to have them gone. (laughs) Is there an easy way to do that? Well, there are ways to do that. But what I'm saying, yeah, what I'm saying is that, I mean, and, you know, I can give you a couple of ways and I'm sure I'm not the only one that, you know, has many people would have the capacity to do that. So... You don't need to know, you just need to go. You don't need to work them out, you just need to have them gone, okay? And I think a lot of that will come down to what I call true willingness. Now, that's, I guess, a whole different topic, okay? But even if you just have that that real, if you just truly get or have that real awareness that I don't need to know, I, but one of the most important things is the willingness to let that go and to move beyond that. Mm. 
And look, some of the oldest beliefs on the planet are based in... Um, judgment okay mm -hmm. and one of the oldest beliefs on the planet which is which is in the collective and, and you know some people are going to have this is that my life is about what I have to give up and I think we're actually in this one a little collectively right now mm -hmm. my life is about what I have to give up rather than being aware that my life is about what I have to give and gift mm. so what I, what I understand is that you know, we've got our limiting beliefs. We don't need to know what they are, but... You don't we... always have to you know, discuss them, work them out, try to nail them. Yeah, we don't need to okay. ask them. We just need to um, trust... You know, and, and look, sometimes you might have to do things energetically or physically or on other levels for that to shift the energy because we're, all we're talking about here really one of the things we're talking about here really is actually shifting the energy of that. Well, but yeah, one of my one of my questions that I wanted to ask you, like from your perspective, in simple terms, what is energy? Everything. So, once humanity works out that we are like works out, embodies or realises that we are everything. We are absolutely everything. So, you know, and it sounds a little bit, um, yes, but what does that mean? Because <laughs> we, if we are all energy, mm. then we are responsible for the energy we bring to any situation, okay? In saying that, we've all agreed to come here and learn and grow, okay? And our energetic experiences, partly, are designed to help us grow and evolve so we can actually do what it is we came here to do. Okay, yes. but it's, no, it's not helpful and it's not kind to say to someone who's in a difficult situation in some way, shape or form, well, you need to change how you feel about that or you need to change the energy around that. That is not going to help anybody, mm. okay, when they're in pain or when they're in discomfort. They just need to be able to get out of that. Mm. But because everything is energy, it means we can shift it. Mm. You know, we can actually, you know, I guess we're learning to move energy around. Mm-hmm. And to actually, um, I was going to say without doubt, okay, recognize that because that, that doubt, even if it's just this tiny little molecule, mm. no tiny bits of doubt. <laughs> doubt is okay. doubt. So it doesn't matter whether you doubt that you, that you can move energy around in a way that supports yourself personally and the planet as a whole, even if you have the tiny bit of doubt about that, it's kind of like it, it disconnects it in a way. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, you know when you're doing something that you feel really connected, mm. okay? It could be a conversation, it could be a piece of art, it could be a walk in nature, but something that's just cooking, anything. Mm. So you feel really just connected, really in the moment with that. Yes. Yeah. 
but it is if something comes in, it could be a thought or a phone call, something comes in that kind of pulls you back from that and you're done. I don't know, you start being downfall, maybe that wasn't really happening. Maybe that connection wasn't as good as what I thought. Mm. So you start doing that. It's almost like you've just zapped the energy out of it. Completely. You've actually just, you know, just say you're talking to God on the phone and it's not <laughs> like that, okay? Well, it is like that, actually. <laughs> okay, so just, just you know, it, it is like that, actually. But just yeah. say you're talking to God on the phone, okay? And I know this sounds kind of weird and a little bit funny. Yeah. And, and you're feeling really connected. So I'm talking to you and you're feeling, you're feeling really connected, yeah. okay? But then just say if some sort of doubt started coming and it just, it just kind of rattles that feeling of connection, and we can never be we can never be dis yeah we can never be disconnected. But that interference yeah makes you feel not as connected because we can never be disconnected. We just feel really connected or not as yes mm. okay. And the thing that does that is is doubt oh doubt and insecurity I suppose. Mm. Okay, doubt, insecurity, belief systems, but they're kind of all the same thing. So when that comes in, and it sometimes comes in very left field, it's like this virus thing, isn't it? Mm. It comes in very left field, okay, and all of a sudden people don't feel it's connected. Mm. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Absolutely. So, you know, there's nothing more important than the connection we feel. Mm. Mm. Do you believe, or actually, I'm going to use a different word. Um, do you, Excellent. <laughs> do you, from your perspective, when when you um, observe this, you know, this situation for humanity with the virus, do you yep. do you see that it has a purpose to serve humanity? In any way. Interesting. That's an interesting question. Everything has. Um, I don't know that that was the initial plan. Okay, um, but I think everything is usable. Mm. So I don't. My feeling isn't that. Oh, it came in as a. Um, on purpose thing to help humanity. Mm. I I don't feel that was what it was brought in for. Okay. But everything is usable and God source the universe makes the best of whatever's happening. Just like we just like we're doing. Mm. Okay. So while it's here and it's happening, okay, and we're part of that happening, the choice that we have is actually to make the most of that. In other words, energetically, we can literally turn that around. Yes. So if it came in, just say it was came in and maybe it didn't come in for the purpose of helping humanity um, grow, evolve and become more. Just mm. say it didn't come in for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's here anyway. Yes. Okay. So now that it's here, um, and it's not always about learning and sometimes people get a little caught up into, oh, but you know, we all need to be learning all of the time. Actually, maybe sometimes you just need to be experiencing joy and connection. It's not all about having to be always learning something. Mm. 
it's always about the lessons. That's what I was trying to say there. Um, so I feel like now it's here, it, it does also bring the opportunity for, well, it's challenging many people in an unprecedented, unprecedented way. Yeah. But I also feel like it's, it's challenges slash opportunities. So, so what's the opportunity then? So, the, so if we look at it, yeah, I think everyone would agree that they're feeling challenged in different ways. Mm. And those are probably quite personal. And I think a lot of them could be, I mean, the physical, practical things, but I think also relationships and our relationship with ourselves Yes, will be under the microscope. Absolutely. So I, and, you know, we're all facing those challenges at this moment, okay? Yes. Um, but I feel the, the called the positive, but the, the growth, because there's always damage that when we come to these crossroads, there's damage or growth, mm. okay? So the growth and the, the opportunities that could come out of it, well, for a start, um, fear is actually the, the greater virus than the virus. Yes. So, yes, it might be doing that, and yes, that's, you know, that's just doing what it's doing. But the virus of fear, mm. that's exponentially greater. Mm, mm. Okay. So we're all facing that. So, But human, humans are very resilient. They always have been. They've always prevailed. Mm. Okay. Um, and it's important not to get, I guess, overwhelmed, caught up, distracted by... The fear, mm. because a that's not helpful, okay? Because and it's also more damaging than the actual thing itself. Yes. Maybe a, a, an affirmation or a thought that people could have is that this too will pass, okay? Mm. And it will do that quickly and easily, and not to attach themselves to time frames. Yes. You know, um, I understand that maybe in these in these situations, time frames have to be given for, you know, some sort of practical reason, whatever. But I think don't get too attached to that because, you know, energetically we need to take energy out of this, not put energy into it. Mm. We don't want to grow it. As in the fear itself. Yeah, yeah, the fear itself and the virus itself. Like if we, the more tension it gets, the more it grows. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, but the fear is actually of of anything. It could be not going out. It could be not being able to buy the food I want. It could be you know my job. It could be my relationships. Like it could, it's it's so many levels. Mm. Okay, so that is more. Um, deliberating, debilitating mm. than the actual virus, okay? People need to know that this is not going to last as long as they're saying. Yeah. Okay. And that we will come out of it and, when we, and this is not a, an end, this is a beginning and we will come out of it. So, and we will come out of it sooner than they're saying. Well, that's good news. <laughs> oh, yeah. what, what do you think is the balance then? Between, okay. yeah, between. So what are people, um, I'm not going to say learning in this, 
Okay, but what are some of the um, areas of opportunity and growth in this? Well, that's, that's yeah, I, like I would yep. like to talk about that, but in terms of this thing of like fear, what's the balance between, you know, um, taking like reasonable precautions? I think, I think we need to be mindful and sensible and practical. Mm. Okay, and we need to contribute to the solution, not the problem. Mm. But we can do that without being in fear. Mm. Or we can do that and be in fear. Yeah, and one... You know, when I say mindful and practical, you know, you know, you do the sensible things that... Um, that make common sense, or whether that's, you know, washing your hands. You know, you do sensible things, mm. but the energy you're putting into that is in fear. Yes. You're not, it's not what you're doing. It's, it was, if you're doing it out of fear or you're doing it because, yeah, that just seems to be, you know, I'm adding to, the, adding to the solution, not the problem, using some common sense, being mindful, being aware of other people and how they feel. Yes. Okay. So I think that's what I would call the balance. Whereas if I was doing all those things and still being in fear, then I, to me that feels like, well, I'm actually just adding to the problem. Mm. What do you think about this thing of like social disconnection or social distance? Well, I my focus on that, I like, I mean, I I don't know so much about that, but I what I do feel is that one of the things that's happening is many people are going home mm. or being sent home, mm. okay? So instead of being not able to go out, okay, they're actually being sent home. Mm. So they're spending more time um, in their environment with the people that they love and care about, mm. okay? They have more... So I actually... I think once again you could focus on the isolation or the distancing or you could focus on the fact that oh my god I've been gifted this time mm. how am I going to and I just didn't know that I've ever had this much time to just rest or nap or cook or sleep or play with the kids or watch movies I just couldn't imagine I was going to get that kind of gift of time mm. time to just be Time to just be, time to do your inner work, okay? Or maybe your inner work is actually resting. Yeah. But I think if you see it, if, if people see it as what they can't do, that's kind of like seeing my life is about what I can't have. Yeah, what I have to do. And what about. I can't do. Yeah. Whereas if you see it more like what it is you've come, um, what it is you've come to give, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to actually just utilise that time. And some people might be, oh, I need to get some creative projects off the ground. Some might be, I just want to catch up on those books I've been reading to read. Mm. And I think that is going to, you know, where do I think it's necessary? I don't think that's the point. I think it's more about which part of it do we want to put our attention on? Do we want to see ourselves as having the opportunity to be more connected? Or do we want to see ourselves as feeling more isolated and alone? It's about mindset, isn't it? I think it is. It's about where you put your attention. Which is what is your natural predisposition? 
Where is your natural predisposition to put your attention? And you're not judging that, you're just noticing that. Hmm. And you might decide to notice if you want to change that. And can you see how that has the potential to sort of suck the energy out of the fear stuff? Hmm. I like, I like um, you know, the not judging factor. Oh, because some people might feel like if you're, as we go through this, because we're all going through this, it's inclusive of everybody. Yes. So it's not just a certain group of people over there experiencing this, but all these ones over here, they're not. Yes. This is interesting because it's including everybody in some way, shape or form. Mm. Okay. So it's a collective type of thing. I mean, you know, I'm not sure if this is, meant to happen but it is happening so who are we going to be in that happening mm. okay it is happening so who are you going to be within that happening um, use the time to um, hone your existing skills and maybe take on some new ones okay so utilize it you know see it in some ways you've been gifted some time what are you going to do because mm. I have to tell you when we come out of this um, whatever your skills are, are going to be more required. So if you've lost your work, then obviously employers will be looking to employ people. Okay, if you're, you know, working in alternative field as I am, then, you know, obviously our services will be needed because people have been isolated and in their own space with their people. Mm. And that have, can have the tendency to bring things up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, so, and even if the thing it brings up is the fact that maybe there's more to life than, you know, the da-da-da that I'm doing, or maybe there's more to life than the physical, or actually what I really wanted to do and what I've noticed caught my attention while I was home or was this. Mm. So I think, you know, for people doing similar work to myself and even a lot of the really creative artists, they're like, oh, okay, our time is now to support people as they move into their next steps of being more um, authentic in their life, okay? Mm. I think it's actually, I think we can utilise this time um, and I think if, we, if the energy gets um, removed from the fear, that will serve us all very well, mm. okay? So this is, in some ways, this is, this is the time we've been training for. Mm. Okay, because if you think about it in terms of, okay, so this is happening. So what are we going to make of this happening? And who are we going to be in this? Are we going to get caught up in the madness of um, the static and the fear? Or are we just going to go, okay, well, maybe I, I just want to do more cooking. People are cooking at home more. Absolutely. You know, and it might be something as simple as that. Okay, and often I guess when there's crisis, as we can, you know, humanity, you know, for the most part, will tend to pull together and help each other out. Mm. Because we can't physically be in touch as much, you know, if you can't physically do it, then just, you know, make a phone call, send a text message, just find a way to feel to keep the connection. Yes. And kindness, Sandy, I think is a big part of this because. Look, I think we're seeing, you know, some amazing stuff come out of people like you often do. Mm. And we're probably seeing some maybe not so amazing stuff come out of people. <laughs> there's, there's the dual reality, okay? Mm. So, but I think across the board, 
if people can just remember to be kind because you don't know what the person beside you, you might be having a bad hair day or a bad hair moment, but they might be too. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. And so you know what that feels like because you're also feeling that way. Mm. Okay. And I, I feel like just practicing kindness to ourselves and to those around us to the best we can has got to be like a really nice place to put your focus right now and a really helpful place to put your focus. Mm. Do you do you think that kindness is the opposite of judgment? Hmm. Like the antidote mm. in a way. Yes. Well, I guess the antidote to judgment, like if you when you clear out beliefs, then you don't have there won't be judgment. So you'll just see everything and feel everything as it is. Okay. So in some ways, that's a neutral place rather than essentially kindness. Yes. Okay. But I think. With if you're feeling neutral, in other words, not emotional or caught up in things or affected by things, you're actually more neutral. And I think with that, you find it easier to be kind because you actually truly understand that someone else is going through a particular experience. Is it possible to be in pain and suffering, like to be really in it? And not judge it? It is. Because judgment kind of, I guess, will have the right, wrong, good, bad. Mm. That's what judgment is, right, wrong, good, bad. Mm. Wrong, good, bad. Okay. So if you're in, in, like you said, physical pain, it's, I guess, quite quite easy to kind of judge that as being not okay. Hmm. Okay, or or not acceptable, or um, you know, or even there there might be a belief system that you know, what have I done or not done for this to happen? Mm. Which you know would be in itself judgment. Yes. And you know, the important thing is to just do the best we do every day. Okay. And I think one of the things that will come from this is that humanity will start to kind of get with the idea that it's people before things. Mm. I like that. Mm. Whatever that saying is, it's that you know, it's not about how much, how many things we have, how much stuff we have. Though it's fine to have all that, by the way. Mm. But the, the people, it's people before things. Yeah, it's fine to have that as long as the people are okay. Yeah, as long as it's inclusive yeah. of the other, not like exclusive of that. So that's why I think this time where people may be home a little bit more, um, they can just use it to either contemplate or become aware of and I don't think they're even going to have to do that I think it'll actually just start coming and putting itself in their face <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're going to have to go oh okay what's this time about I think it'll be it'll become easier for them to become aware of what's not working and what is working for them so a lot of soul searching and like I think contemplation writing just 
less static around them, like the busyness, the less busyness static around them, they'll actually start to have some realizations and some awarenesses. Mm. And if that's one of the things that comes from this, I think that's actually really good. Absolutely. You know, it's a gift of time in some ways, unless you think, oh, my God, I've been deprived of something, which is, you know, on the opposite side of the scale. And that's what you were saying before about where you put your focus on. Yeah. So you're in this anyway. You're here. Okay. So if you're in a happening, there's something in that happening to help make you or to encourage you to be um, a better person or a more expansive version of yourself. So how are you going to do that? Mm. Maybe you're going to do it by resting and reading books. Okay. Every, it's like so, humanity has not been here before. Well, we've been in, you know, versions of this, I guess. Mm. But we haven't been in this, in this way before, where we have things like the internet, where we all connect. Okay. It's a different context. Okay. Um, we're at a different level of awareness and consciousness. Um, so we haven't been here in this way before. So we're actually kind of working out how it works. But when we come out of this, there'll be some new foundations. There'll be people who across the board are like, well, actually, what I, what I think I would like to do more of is. Mm. Okay. Um, so they actually... Like that's like changing a well, it's changing the consciousness, it's changing a thought pattern within the consciousness mm. collectively. I, I, I'm feeling, I'm getting the feeling that it's a shedding of old stories. Yeah, old yeah. Stories we've been telling ourselves and each other, sort of dropping, having to drop away, and it's like. And now with that clean slate, what are you going to write on it? Yeah. Okay, what do you, so because, as I said, this is inclusive. Okay, and look, someone said to me recently that, um, you know, with the tools, because, you know, you've gone through your life and you've picked up some tools to support you in your growth. I'm sure you have a lot of them. Mm. Okay, and I'm sure we we know people that do. Mm. Okay, and maybe some people don't have those same types of tools. But she was saying to me that um, she's very grateful for the place she's at because she has, you know, developed some tools and some awareness. And that awareness right now, that's actually why you were doing all the growing you were doing so you could reach this point with awareness. So all of the challenges we've had to face in our lives. All the growing that you've done, you're actually a different version of you if you hadn't done that, you'd still be, this would still be doing what it's doing, but you'd be in a different place within yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And so now because the place you're in, just say that's a place where you feel, you know, where your awareness and you're more stable and you feel more peace. It's easier for you to start to make strong decisions. You know, it's easier for you to be able to hold that feeling of peace and stability while in the middle of, kind of tornado okay and the more you do that and the more people that do that it it will come into a place of stability around you you know change is personal before it's global Mm. 
So I feel like, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, people have read and the ways, the steps they've taken to grow and how they've evolved and how they've let go of stories and beliefs. I'm betting that right now they're really pleased they've done that. Mm. Uh-huh. Because it's, it's not that it's easier. This is probably not essentially easy for many. But if you get caught up in that other stuff, it definitely wouldn't be. Mm. You know, so, yeah, I'm definitely feeling grateful and I imagine you would be feeling that too. I am. I, I'm having... It's just like, um, this is me. I'm being, this is, I'm just able to still stay in that. Okay, sometimes I might move out of that, but for the most part I can just pull myself back into that. Mm. Consciously. Yeah. Were you consciously choosing that when you when you move out of that? Okay, so I'll just make another choice now. Um, what you said before um, about anchoring the life, you said it before mm-hmm. we actually started recording. But yeah. um, for people who their lesson at the moment is integrating i guess the non-physical with the physical yep 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 Mm -hmm. so their their growth at the moment would be uh, like learning to be here Mm. okay because sometimes um look some people are a little bit more i use the words airy fairy but that's not exactly what i mean a little bit more ethereal, so a little bit less in the body. Yes. Okay. And they'll definitely have moments of that, but they'll have, you know, times where they're not feeling that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, not good, bad, or indifferent. It just is. But I feel like for those people, energetically, they could be at this point, you know, even feeling like more out. Yes. Okay like almost like trying to get above it in a way, okay? And I feel like what serves those people that, that energetically work that way is to actually be here now, so grounding, embodying, just go back to simple stuff, okay? Yeah. Simple rituals, okay? What simple things can you do every day that actually kind of encourages you to um, be here because in doing that, you'll be because until you are doing that, it's really not feasible to anchor that that purpose. So it's kind of like you're learning embodiment, mm. learning to as above, so below. Yes. What, what would be an okay. example? An example of what you could do to do that to feel more embodied. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. You said simple things. Um, simple things. Yeah. Okay, so simple things like I, I think I said simple rituals. And so by rituals, I don't mean that you have to light candles and things like that, but simple rituals that actually where you're encouraging yourself energetically to be here. Mm. So you might be that you need to get out and walk, okay? It's like not all about exercise, walking, but, but just walking, okay? Walking with intention, walking with contemplation, walking with you know, enjoying the fact you're in a body because mm. you've, you're going to have to use that body to anchor whatever it is that you said you'd come to do, yeah. okay? Um, writing is another way to do that. 
um, even rest, like yes. physical rest, yes. um, but even simple rituals, you know, like what is, because people have got time on their hands now, I think, for the most part. So, you know, how do you start your day? Do you start your day by just letting the day get on top of you or do you, um, you know, do you sit and have a cup of tea and listen to nature? Because I tell you, the the, the static above us, like the planes and stuff, is probably not there, <laughs> okay? Mm, mm, mm. So, you know, do you actually listen to the sounds around you? Uh-huh. Um, you know, for me, it would be just as simple as sitting and having my morning cup of tea or whatever it is I'm having and just seeing what maybe comes to my mind. Yeah, okay, so what's the direction for me today? Mm. Yeah, maybe it's just a contemplation to put a question to God, source, the universe, but you're consciously choosing to do that rather than it just be happening to you. Mm, mm, mm. Uh huh. If you're going for a walk, it's a walk where you may be contemplating. You're just being really present and really available for what needs to come to you and through you. And you're actually wanting that rather than trying to mm, avoid being here in some way. Yeah, absolutely. It's like okay. Out. And avoiding wasn't the word I was really looking for there, but but what if? You could actually be here at this time now. Mm. What if what it is you said you would come to contribute to the evolution was actually going to be able to be doable because you're here in your body now? Mm. Huh? You know, um, but yeah, I think simple rituals, so walking, contemplating, even if it's just reading, like a paragraph out of your favourite book. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um making yourself, you know, simple, like it doesn't have to be simple food, but just being conscious with those practices are. And if I reckon that if you start your day with that, you know how the saying goes, however you start your day is how it tends to continue? Mm. So you're starting your day being present. Yes. And even if that means you listen to music that actually supports you in being present. I think a lot of people really struggle with being present because we're sort of conditioned to be in our head so much. Uh, and to be here, there and everywhere. Mm. And if you're not doing that, then you're not enough. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, if I'm not doing this and that, then, then I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not enough, you know. Mm. Maybe the ma- a good mantra or a, to yourself is, I am enough. Mm. That's a really nice walking mantra. Mm. Okay, because I guess the societal um, directive is kind of like, well, you know, the more you do, the more you are. Mm. <laughs> yes. And yeah. it's we don't have to do, you know, it's it's kind of like quality over quantity. Mm. What if you're really there with that conversation you had with that one person? When they leave the room, then you're just really there with the next one. Mm. Okay? So whatever you're doing, you're just doing that. Mm. So if I'm playing with a particular grandchild, then that's what I'm doing. If I'm working on my computer, that's what I'm doing. With the Yeah, with the being in the head, a lot of people their belief is that if you're just present, well, what's going to take care of 
the future? What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, you are because in you, in you, the only time you have access to all of your energy is in the present moment. So when your energy is split and it's into the future and into the past, okay, then you don't have access to all of your energy. And it's only when you have access to all of your energy that you make your highest and better choices. Mm. So it's just, if you just see it, that it's actually just unfamiliar for people to, to work that way because they've been told and educated and their belief systems will say a completely different thing. Mm-mm. It's unfamiliar. Okay. So it's unfamiliar. And, even, and, you know, even if they just think to yourself, okay, this is unfamiliar, okay, but I'm, I'm creating new habits and to create a new habit, you need to do something consistently. Mm. Okay, so if I want to create a new habit where I'm fitter, then walking around the block once won't do it. Okay, mm. so you, you, you're creating a new habit which you have to consistently do the new thing mm. until it becomes your normal. Mm. And I think with, with people across the board, they thought they had that nailed. Mm. And now they realise it wasn't at all. Mm. Okay, and if you, but if you are present, you are able to more fully do everything without feeling like um, you just shattered. Yes. Yes. You know. You know. You don't have to be shattered to achieve. Mm. You know, your life is not meant to be about what you have to give up. You don't have to give up your health and well-being to to um, it's not about giving anything up, it's about what you have to give. Mm. So maybe there could be a, a, a thought pattern that says, well, you know, I have to do this, 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 okay, because I have to give up, you know, my time, my well-being, my whatever, I don't know, um, because that's what I have to do. But what if it was just about what you had to give? Mm. And, you know, I think just go, going back to it, just simple practices or simple strategies or, or just new thoughts. It, you mightn't believe them initially, you know. Um, my life is about what I have to give, you know, yes. okay. But just keep letting yourself know that because, yes, that is unfamiliar to you. Mm. Huh? And we make, we're looking to make the... We're looking to make like a new version of the normal. Mm. Uh huh. It's going to look unfamiliar first. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And I think that's where people are. That it, it's it's just that we're going to unfamiliar places. Mm. We're going into unfamiliar um, places where they have their home more than they are. That's unfamiliar for a lot of people. Absolutely. Okay, they're going to unfamiliar places in, in the way stuff works in the world. Mm. Um, it's unfamiliar in how they feel and how they think and they've actually got time to consider that. So maybe it's just about practising becoming more okay with that unknown. Mm. I'm actually just... I'm just, every time I feel that I'm moving into the past or the future, so which is where you lose energy, um, I'm, I'm actually becoming more comfortable 
with moving into the familiar and the unknown. I'm excited by that, maybe. Mm. It's you're retraining. It's beautiful. It is, and if it's just, it's just about all the little things done consistently. Mm. Little shifts. Creative. The little, the little things done consistently become something else. Mm. And kindness. Um, I could, I could talk to you for twenty four seven, Ansha. Yeah, I'm sure. The other thing that I thought of too is, you know, and I know it's always in times of, you know, um, uncertainty or, or maybe even stress. You know, that anything that makes you feel like you can have a laugh. Yeah. Okay. It, it might be a funny movie. Who cares? Mm. But anything that they, can they give you that also lifts your energy. Yes. That would be my other thing. And yes, I could equally do the same. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Very good. Oh, yeah. But it is. This is actually, you know, this is people coming together. This is people going, you know, we can utilise this, seeing as it's happening anyway, if we can utilise it for that inner growth and that soul searching and that connection and for that kindness and make the best of that, we're actually adding to the solution. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and and that's the choice we have. That's the freedom to choose. It is. Yeah. You know, I, I had sort of saying recently, and it was like, you can't learn your way to liberty. You can only love your way to liberty. Hmm. How does that look? Well, I guess liberty is freedom, hmm. as you would know. So it's not about you have to learn or, or do it in your head. Or, or try to, you know, um, consider how many lessons you have to do to get there, okay? Mm. But I guess love, and love is actually another word for love is, is, is neutral. Another word for love is um, awareness, mm. okay? But you can, through love, awareness, and just being neutral, which is clear, mm. um, feel freedom. Mm. So it's just something to contemplate really mm. Mm, definitely food for thought mm. food for yeah food for and freedom is a bit, freedom is actually um on everybody's radar right now absolutely <laughs> no <laughs> so kind of freedom is on everybody's radar maybe that's a good thing mm. is it is it judging when you say something is good well, maybe it's a uplifting, move forward, moving thing. Mm. Because you feel good when you think something's good. You do. <laughs> we do. Okay. But when you're saying that, there's a difference between you saying that and you having that energy in it. That is, if I say, oh, that was a really good, that was a really good coffee that I bought next door this mm. morning, like it's one of the best I had. Mm. Okay, I'm not judging it to be 
right or wrong mm-hmm. or better. I'm just going, that was really good. Mm. So I think you can actually say that without judging it. Mm, it's a different energy. It's a different energy. Okay. So if, but if I was going around thinking, oh, I shouldn't say something's good, I'm just going to, you're just going to get caught up. <laughs> aren't you? You're going to be like so politically correct in your head. Totally. Yeah. It's going to drive, it's going to, it's just going to drive you into your head. And for the most part, you're not going to, you know, um, come up with your best solutions there <laughs> or not only from there. Completely. So, so I think, you, you know, we can kind of go, look, I bought a good coffee next door. That doesn't mean to say that I'm actually thinking, oh, my God, every other one that I bought is bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I'm just like, that was really good. I was glad that I got to do that. It's more gratitude. It is. It is. And there's a different energy mm-hmm. in, in the, it's, there's a specific energy that's in judgment, isn't there? And like, mm-hmm. we all know that if you've got feelers for that, you can feel that stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, but yeah, separation. Judgment feels like separation. Well, it does. It feels like it feels like that's the right, wrong, good, bad. Yeah. You know, separation. It's kind of like, whereas you know, when you said, "Look, that was a great conversation, a good conversation, a a great meal, it was nice." You're actually complimenting that, and you're grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, my, so. my final final question. Is mm-hmm. is there anything that I haven't asked that maybe I should have asked, and that you would just like to finish with or express? Look, I I think the most important thing for us now is to just to reiterate is to do do our best as individuals not to get caught up in the fear and the overwhelm to be as present as we can because then we're just going to do each moment to the best of our capacity. And just know that this is a time that many people will be doing their inner work, mm. okay, and contemplating or considering what's important to them moving forward. And if we can do that with kindness mm. ourselves, and others because they might be standing beside us having a bad hair day as well. You might be, but then, you know, the other person might be as well. And I think if we can just do those things and know that this too will pass. Mm. This too will pass. You know, and it's a beginning energy. Mm. Um, and I, I'd say like most significant changes and you know we've noticed these in our own life you know when you've had a change but it's not until a little bit further down the track that you can really clearly see what that was about Mm. I think that's kind it's going to be like that okay because this seemed to come in left field here in Australia Mm. now it just seemed to okay and if you just look at how fast that happened it went from this to it went from like zero to a hundred completely it just switched in a short time and people need to remember that that it actually came in like that mm. okay so it may well go out like that mm. but it won't be until further down the track and when i say further down the track it might be a couple of months i'm not talking about it lasting a couple of months mm. okay further down the track a couple of months you'll be like oh look what that brought about mm-hmm it kind of set me on that path. And I think that we we don't, it's not that we 
I don't think we need to know that yet. I think we just need to be in the stage of it that we're in. Mm. And then when we move beyond that stage, we'll actually have that insight and that clarity of like, oh, look at that, look at what burst out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but right now the energy is in what being the best version of, of doing that because that's going to provide the fuel for where we for where we do where we move forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's because that would be too much like well where's this taking us all of those types of questions? I feel like right now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. It just matters that you do this part we're doing really well because that how the consciousness works right now, that is going to um because I dictate but that will actually direct. Um create and man- yes, direct is the word. That will direct where that's going next. Mm. So do this part really well now. Mm-mm. But I think that's the important part, you know. And that's the op- the opportunity or one of the options and opportunities we have. Mm. You know, um, and just know that everyone's in it together and that must mean that there's some sort of consciousness movement in there. Mm. It's interesting. It's inclusive. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think... And that and that that being present, I think, also applies to what we're doing now. Yes. Uh, it's not just present in your day; it's present in this is the part of the experience we're in. Mm. And then, of course, we'll move to the next part. Yes. Now, so. Awesome! So it was lovely to um, speak with you. Thanks, and so I'm going to stop recording now. Okay. Cool. I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation. I personally found it really enriching to speak to Ensha. So Ensha is based in Brisbane, Australia. She's a teacher, visionary, mentor and channel offering wisdom, clarity and tools for personal and spiritual awakening. You can check out Ensha's website yourself it's ensharea.com that's e-n-s-h-a-r-e-i-y-a.com and she also has a facebook page see you slash won't see you but hope you um, check out the next podcast episode have a great 24-hour period goodbye